Chapter 46 Nathan sat up taller in bed as the door opened. He had slept for the majority of yesterday, and the medicines were helping with the pain, but the movement still caused him to flinch. He hid the reaction under a bright smile. Caleb, how are you? The boy shrugged, looking uncomfortable, but healthy. In only two days, Caleb had recovered almost miraculously, according to Jim and Bree. Good? Good, Nathan said, still carefully maintaining his smile. I'm really sorry about how it all happened. Jim told me the details. He looked past Caleb into the hallway, where Jim was standing alongside Maggie, Sanders, and Bree. They were waiting, trying to give him a moment alone with Caleb. He appreciated that. Thanks, Caleb said quietly. You saved my life. Nathan shook his head. From what I've heard, God is the one who saved your life. All I did was turn off the lights to make it more dramatic. Caleb didn't laugh. It helped me get past him. Nathan nodded, growing serious again. I almost didn't manage that shot. It was God's grace. I'm sorry about your injuries. Nathan shrugged. It's nothing that won't heal in a few weeks. I see you've got some injuries, too. Just my ankle. Nathan was amazed at Caleb's humility. The kid hadn't given even a thought to himself. With his good arm, Nathan grabbed Caleb's hand and held it for a moment. It was soft and warm, and it felt strangely small in his hand. Innocent. Caleb, I want you to know that I am so proud of what you did back there. There are very few people in the world, let alone kids, who could show that kind of courage. If you ever consider joining the FBI, I would recommend you in an instant. Caleb nodded, and Nathan released his hand. He nodded to the others, and soon the room was full of flowers and cards from other agents and random family members. In her excitement, Maggie had drawn three beautiful pictures with some old markers Jim had found in Kelly's basement, and Sanders hung them on the wall in direct view from Nathan's bed. He tried twice to protest that the gifts were excessive, but Caleb ended up receiving almost as many, though with considerably fewer flowers, and in the end he let it go. His sister could help him find vases for the flowers, he decided. They would brighten his apartment a little over the next two weeks. Sanders gave Nathan a firm pat on the shoulder, the uninjured one, fortunately, the moment he got the chance. I was so worried for you, he said softly. When you called, and then you didn't call back. I was frantic. Sorry about that, Nathan said. I would have called if I was conscious, but, well, you know how it is. Sanders chuckled. Any news on Raptor? Sanders grinned. When he ran away from the safe house, he left a very obvious trail that ended up right back where he left his car. He tossed his weapon out the window several miles down on the way to the airport, and after that it was easy. He's on a plane to Washington right now, with a team of SWAT agents waiting on the other side. He won't be free for much longer. Nathan nodded. That's great to hear. A thought occurred to him. Hey, what's up with Rosa? Sanders drew in a long, slow breath before answering. She's still on the team, if that's what you mean. It was hard for her, hearing about what happened to you. If she hadn't gone after that man, she would have been the one at the safe house with Caleb, not you and she knows it. She managed to convince herself that your injuries were totally her fault. Ouch, is that why she sent such nice flowers? He gestured to the window, which held a full bed of roses that must have cost a small fortune. 
Sanders laughed. Probably. Either that or she's falling in love with you. It was a joke, but it reminded Nathan of the person she had actually fallen in love with, who was now dead because of Raptor. Victor. This case has really hit us hard, Nathan said softly. I know, Sanders agreed. I'll be glad when we finally close it for good, but it will take a while. We've got a lot of criminals to track down, and that's a huge job. Plus, we have to either get confessions or gather enough evidence to convict them, since we've lost our only witness. A piece of paper with some names on it isn't going to hold up in court. Nathan nodded. Well, I'll be back in time to help with that. Just maybe let someone else play bodyguard for a couple months. Sure, I won't want you to injure yourself again. Since you are on duty, I'm the one who has to handle insurance to pay for your medical care. Nathan grinned. Am I expensive? High maintenance? Very. Good. He leaned back, satisfied. After a moment, another thought occurred to him. Sanders, what happens now to Caleb and Maggie? Their dad is gone, and last I checked, they were not legally registered as citizens. He followed Sanders' gaze toward Adam, who was talking to Maggie, laughing. Kelly and Adam want to adopt them, he said quietly. It will be complicated, but I've never met a better lawyer than Adam. I think they can figure it out. For some reason, that was the best news Nathan had heard all day. He nodded. Good. They deserve to be happy. He wasn't sure whether he was talking about the kids or the adults, but it didn't matter. It was true in both cases. After some time, the nurse appeared in the doorway to announce that visiting time was over and everyone needed to leave. As the group shuffled slowly toward the door, Nathan heard a commotion behind him. He sighed. Bree and Jim had their phones out and were exchanging phone numbers. "'I'm leaving tomorrow to drive down to Georgia,' Jim was saying. "'But I'll be back in a few days. Call me whenever.' "'Will do,' Bree said. "'I'll try to get those tickets for the Chance Wilson concert in two weeks, and we can go together.' "'Sounds great,' Jim replied, a little too eagerly in Nathan's opinion. As they walked out, Nathan called Jim back in. "'You do realize Bree isn't a Christian, right?' he said mildly, accompanying the comment with meaningful glance in her direction. Jim shrugged innocently. "'Not yet she isn't. That can change. Besides, we're just friends, brought together by a common love for Chance Wilson. Don't worry, I'm not dating her or anything.' Nathan nodded. But as Jim turned away, he thought privately that he might need to do a little more interfering. At the very least, sharing the gospel with Bree more intentionally. He should be doing that anyway, he admitted. Maybe a budding relationship would be good for his own spiritual growth, too. He leaned back into his pillow with a contented sigh.